What's up, everybody? Welcome into a Wednesday edition of Texans All Access from the Hyundai Texans Radio Studio. John Harris flying so oh, oh, I'm not. Hey. I'm not flying solo this evening. That voice you hear, the voice of the Texans. Mark Vandermeer is back. Mark, you done playing hooky? You glad to be back? Okay. I played <laughs> golf, but it was for a good cause. Monday, to yes. benefit Junior Achievement, my Your annual tournament, tournament yeah. presented by Insperity and SNH Manufacturing. Thank you, Group One Automotive and all the other sponsors. There are way too many to mention here, Johnny, but it was a great event. We raised close to $200,000 for oh, Junior man, Achievement. Congrats. So That's awesome. big day. And then uh, another day we had a special event for the corporate partners and Lux members of the Houston Texans. So that was cool as well. So, yeah, golf was involved, and uh, I want to play some more. But this is great to be on the air with you, and it's wonderful to have everybody back in the building. And I've been sampling the coverage kind of like a fan, you know, yeah. watching the press conferences live on our platforms and listening to you doing Texans All Access. You had Kamu on last night. You had Lovey on on Monday, all the other good sound and video that we have. So that's been fun as everybody's getting back to it. This is always an interesting time for me, Mark, because – I said this last night. You get the guys back, the players back. You get to see them. I was chatting up John Grenard today. We are talking uh, in the hallway. You just see guys in the hallway, see coaches in the hallway. And we've seen the coaches and we've seen, you know, a lot of scouts. We've seen Nick and, you know, those guys. But the players being back is pretty cool. But when the players are back, you also have draft prospects here too. Yeah. So you got all the players in the cafeteria. But then you've got draft prospects in the same. They're all just thrown in this big mosh pit in the cafeteria. And I always go down, uh, I try to, about noonish. Just <laughs> I just I need water. I'm going to go yeah. roll through, just kind of take a look who's in here. See if you can who's... spot Jadeveon Clowney and Johnny Manziel <laughs> having lunch together. Yeah, exactly. Or Jimmy Garoppolo in the stairwell. I mean, we have, we've had stuff like that. Yeah, it's as been draft nuts. visits have taken place. Of course, we we can't divulge who has been here and who hasn't. That makes its way out to social media. Plenty. It does. It does. Now that we have to, you know, go. You'll you'll find out who was here, who is here, who's going to be here. You'll find out. That. But it's just an interesting cross section of the players, and sometimes the players, current players, no guys. I actually was uh, in the hallway the other day. Was walking with. I was just walking down to the cafeteria, and I happened to see one of our players, with well, a guy he played with in college who was here on a college visit. Oh, cool. Sat there and chatted him up for a little bit. So it, it's just really interesting kind of from that, that perspective. Uh, and Drew and I will talk about the draft a little bit more in the lab later on. But, Mark, there's been a lot that uh, has been going on draft-wise, people throwing out various – trade scenarios good morning football came up with three trade scenarios that i looked at each one and went i'm not touching any of these Ooh, i saw those as well i'm not touching any of those there was one with the giants that included saquon barkley uh and a few other picks there was one with the chiefs that had i think both chiefs first rounders another second rounder and miko hardman then there was one, oh boy, what was the other one? I can't remember what the, other, the third one was. But there were three of them, and I went, whoa, these aren't even close. No, they weren't I, good. I just took the, the, the draft value chart, the old draft value Jimmy Johnson chart, and tried to compare, and they're not close. Now, you're factoring in all three had a player that was factored into the trade. And so that can be sort of dicey. And I know, I know Clint and – and Ron have been talking about 
they've been talking about Saquon Barkley. And would you make a move to to get Saquon Barkley? And yeah, name perspective, yes. But the way the deal that they had structured, I'm like, no, man, I don't, I don't right, want to part of that deal. And uh, yeah, Sean and Seth were talking about this. The Giants would get the third overall pick. They would get 68 and 80, and the Texans get the seventh overall pick. So you're dropping down from three to seven, and you lose those two other picks, and you get Saquon Barkley. Yay. Well, let me ask you this. Why are the Giants doing this, right? right? right. Because they want to get rid of Saquon Barkley in this hypothetical scenario brought right. to you by Good Morning Football on right. the NFL Network, which means don't take him. Right. He only has, what, one year left on his deal anyway? Yes, 18, 19, 20. 21, 22. Yeah, this is the fifth of a fifth year. Great. Thank you very much for the injured running back. And I'm giving <laughs> you two really nice picks. Plus, I'm dropping down from three to seven because you don't want anything to do with him anymore. Right. Again, hypothetically. So, I don't like that one. The Chiefs would get the third overall pick. Texans get, what, 29, 30. So, you get two back of the back first, first round, round picks. They Oh, we get the 50th. That's three that's three pretty big ones there, but the two first rounders are late in the first round. Yep. And you get me call Hardman. Eh, I uh, that that deal when I saw it, I, was, I still have the thirteenth, by the way, obviously in this scenario. Right. So there's something to think about there. Yeah, I just felt like to get to number three, that's not enough. That's yeah. not enough. I mean, okay, great, you got two first rounders. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it and they're late first rounders. You're talking about you're going to give me you're going to give me sixteen and nineteen. Okay, we'll talk. You're going to give me 29 and 30? I don't know. Now, they are first-rounders, so you do have team control for five years. So that's that's yeah. one thing, and that's not that's not a bad thing to have. But I get 50. Look, Miko Hardman, I think Miko's a, he's a really solid piece, but I don't know that he's ever going to turn into a bona fide number one. Is if he, I want him thrown yeah. into a deal, I want him to be a bona fide number one or at worst – the best number two in the league. And I well, don't think he's there yet. He's your number two right now if he's on this team, right? It's Cooks yeah. and then Hardman. There's no Cooks, way. Cooks, Hardman, yeah. I mean, I know Hardman's Nico. got a lot of talent. and I'd rather roll the dice with Nico progressing into my number two. And draft somebody. Right. Anybody. Exactly. exactly. Doesn't have I, to be a first yeah, round. Yeah, I, I don't like I don't like. I didn't like that one at all. Uh, the Eagles one was they get the third overall pick, so obviously you still have 13. Uh-huh. Now you get 15 and 18 for that. Ooh, that's not bad. Uh-huh. So they move up, get your third. You get the 15th, the 18th, and Jalen Rager. Oh, yeah, that was it. That was it, Jalen Rager. Now, I like Jalen. I've always been a fan of Jalen. It has not gone exceedingly well in Philadelphia with Rager. That's why they went out and they got Devontae Smith mm-hmm. last year. Mm-hmm. And Devontae is going to be – He's going to be wide receiver one for them, no, no doubt. Rieger comes in. He gives you explosiveness down the field. He's kind of got a little bit of a, a mini Debo Samuel sort of feel, but I don't think it's ever really caught on in Philadelphia. Now, those two first-rounders at 15 and, 15 and 19. Yeah, but that gives you three first-rounders in this year's draft, and great, but we also mm-hmm. talked about it. They all come due at the same time. Right. Is that a luxury problem, or is that a problem you don't really want to have? An well, issue you right. don't want to have. Later. So, 15 and 19, right? Is that what you said? 15 I and... I believe so. Let me get it again. 15 and yeah. 18. That, you're talking about about 2,000 points for those two picks. Texans' number three pick is worth 2,200, according to the old school value Jimmy chart. Jimmy Johnson says... I don't know that Jalen Rager is worth the 200 right now. I, I don't know. But that would be the one that would intrigue me because I, I wouldn't mind having 15 and 19. But I've already got 13. Dude, can you imagine, though, just for a moment, 
Just look at it from our perspective. Oh, God. We're doing the draft <laughs> broadcast. <laughs> and you got 13, 15, and 18. And bang, 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 head on a swivel. Holy I mean, smokes. you're interviewing one, and then the next one is uh, being selected. It's going to be crazy. It would be. Not that it's all about me and us, but I tend to look at things in those through that moments, prism sometimes. Well, we have to. Yeah. We have to. I mean, things get things get nuts. I remember, obviously, 2017. We're not picking until 25. We took a break. Pick number 12 is coming up. And all of a sudden, there's a deal. I remember you walking back up to the stage, and I'm like, we just traded up, and it's mass chaos. chaos. That. It's no, chaos the, at that moment. It was the last thing in the world I expected. And that I was right just, after the Chiefs moved up to yep. get Mahomes. I never thought the Texans would do something like that, but they did. And oh. right now, everything's so unpredictable. But you have 3-13. and 13. Johnny, you going to get a great player, 3, yes or no? Great player. I think you're going to get a great player. Okay. I think you're going to get a – I think you're going to get a Why would I not player. want a great player at 3? Because I can get 2, 3, or 4 – Really good players, maybe later. So let me hit you with what I did. All right, are you, you ready? Do? All right. So you made a trade. Okay. So I gave you some draft scenarios the other day. Yeah. So in my mock that is up on HoustonTexas.com, I did a first round mock. I had the Atlanta Falcons trading with the Texans. Yes. And the Texans reeled back in number eight and a second round or a third rounder, and I think they got some land yap for next year. And that was key to me was getting some 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 stuff next year, to take an asset, it's kind of like the time value of money. I can either take $5 now or, you know what, maybe I get 7 later. So I want to see if I can turn 5 into 7. It's kind of the way I look at it. Either way, I was kind of playing around with trading 3, trading 3. Trading 3 had been in my mind. I've been thinking about trading 13 for a long time because I think I have the trade that would make sense for both teams. And so I'd always been thinking about 13, but I was like, okay, how, how to move three? Well, in my mock, I moved three, but I left 13 alone. Well, then today I decided, all right, I'm going to play around with this. <laughs> You're going to move both of them. Now I'm going to move both of them. <laughs> so ahead. here's what I did. I'm not going to tell you the players I selected just yet. Okay. But Although I, that is an important it, consideration. It, no, no, it is. It, it's absolutely. Because right. you don't want to trade yourself out of, oh, my gosh, there were five edge players, and I traded down too low to get one of them. Right. You, you got to be careful. So I traded three to Seattle. at nine. Okay. I got in return number nine overall, number 41 overall, which is second rounder. Yep. And number 72 overall, in a, which is a third rounder. All right. So a two in and a, a three to move down. Oh, well, I'm not done. All right. I got a two and a three to move down, and I got a two and a three in 2023. That's pretty good right there. That's that trade good. was accepted. That was, was accepted, accepted by, the, the, by the draft trade by the machine. By the draft trade machine. It was accepted. <laughs> okay. EA Sports. So that was accepted. Wow. So then I'm sitting there at nine. So I, again, I got, I moved down to nine. And to do that, I got pick 41, pick 72 in this draft, and then a second and third rounder from Seattle in the next draft, which I don't have a problem with. Now, Seattle may go up to get a quarterback at number three, but I'm fine with that because those are going to be high second and third rounders with Seattle. That's another thing to consider, too. All right, before you tell me who you picked okay. at 9 and 13, mm -hmm. I've got to be sure because I'm moving. I don't know who's going to be available at 9 at this point. Yeah, I no don't doubt. know. No doubt. I got a feeling 
but I don't know, and I got to be really sure that it's worth this. Because right. yeah, a two and a three this year and a two and a three next year—that's nice. Right. You're gonna get some yeah. decent players, and the way Nick drafted Heck last yeah. year, you're gonna get some good players here. Right. But I might be missing out on a great player at three. And when am I making this deal? Am I making it once I know Hutchinson's gone, or so and so, whoever else I had, Sauce Gardner, for instance, or whoever else there might be that I'm really interested in is gone at three am i making it after two's picked or am i making it prior to the draft i think prior to the draft you're calling and you're saying look if this happens would you be willing to make this deal so you could just put it in play yes because like that's what we talked about that's what happened in 2017 yeah right, so right right that when happened. that when that came to fruition it was like hey remember what we talked about Let's go. You ready? Yeah. Call the, call the NFL. We're ready to go. Otherwise, it takes too long. Because yeah, the exactly. way Kevin Costner does it in the movie, right, right. where he's like, who has the fourth pick? Right. What? Exactly. You don't no, know? No. You've been messing around with Jennifer Garner way too much in that closet. You don't even know who has the fourth pick in the draft. Right. You're exactly. the general manager of the Cleveland Browns, Kevin Costner. Right. I know Jennifer Garner is unbelievable. But man, we got to have some priorities here. Don't, don't shoot holes through my favorite draft day movie. It, which I, I will I'll watch shoot. on draft day again. I watch it every year. It's I know, my, but come on, <laughs> come on. I know. When he says, "Why do they put that in the movie? Don't they have look when they make but medical shows?" But don't you shows, get excited when he drafts Vontae Mack after he I, put the post-it in his pocket? I do. That's I do. Cool. But Johnny, all you had to do was eliminate that line, yeah. and the movie is twenty-five percent better. Yeah. When they make medical shows and do medical movies, they have a consulting staff yes. or a consultant, like an actual doctor who said, listen, you would never do that. Don't put the tourniquet on his Agreed. neck. That's not a good idea. Or whatever the case may be. This is putting a tourniquet around somebody's neck, right? Yeah. When you say, I don't know who has the fourth pick in the draft. <laughs> hey, oh boy, we got the wrong GM. Here's the thing I would worry about in a trade like that typically. All right. Did I just let a team like who made the deal with the Chiefs? Who uh, made the Arizona. deal? Arizona was there. Was was Arizona? Wasn't it in 2017? Yeah, 2017. Who makes the deal with the with the Chiefs? So the point with that is, if I make this deal, am I myself passing on a player that Seattle is going to go up at number three, and then that guy turns into the greatest thing that we've ever seen walk on a football field? In this draft, Mark, I don't think that's happening because the quarterbacks are the ones I would worry about. Well, if Seattle goes up and gets Malik Willis, as much as Malik has really kind of risen in the eyes of the media, et cetera, I don't think there is this, oh, he's a lock to be a superstar in this league sort of feeling. So I don't feel like passing on a particular player is putting me in peril at number nine. And the way this thing goes – all you need is for one quarterback to go. Just if you get one or a player, one quarterback or player that nobody expects, that sh that could change everything. That mm -hmm. could put everything right there in front of you at number nine. So with the deal with Seattle, you move down to nine, you get a second and third rounder this year, a second and third rounder next year. Right. E and you take sports. And I got Trevon Walker. The guy that a lot of people have been mocking to the Texans at three. Some have him going number one to Jacksonville. Yes, a bunch of people. I saw a report this morning that said a bunch of teams. Now, who knows this stuff, and is it true? We don't know. A bunch of teams have him number one on their board. Not mock drafting, that on their board, he is right. the best player in this draft, period. Okay. What's the truth, Johnny? 
I think he's not that yet. Okay. He's not that yet. But every trait that you see in the greats, like who are the greats? Who are the greats coming off the edge? Bosa, both of them. Okay. Miles. Miles mm-hmm. Garrett. Um, Khalil Mack is a little different from that. But he's got those sort of athletic gifts and traits. Can his game round into shape? Can he be that? Can he end up being a really excellent pass rusher off the edge? There's a question about whether Miles Garrett could do it consistently off the edge, and I think Miles has become that guy. Trevon Walker is going to have a lot more pressure to do that early on if it indeed is in Jacksonville. I yeah. mean, Miles Garrett has carried a lot of pressure, clearly, but he at least he produced. Right. He didn't produce right away. Trevon's got to get there. We get Trevon Walker at nine. I think it's a really good fit. I think his defense fits. I think Lovey Smith would be a great fit for him. I think Walker's having played on that Georgia defense last year, and just some of the alphas that were on that on that defense. If he carries just some of that into the into the building too, I think that will help as well. What so if he's getting, not there? What if he's not there at nine? Yep. Now I don't remember who else was available as I was going through there. <laughs> I, I, I honestly I don't. I, I don't remember. But somebody good will be there. Somebody's gonna be there that you're like, oh man, this guy's here. Wait, who did Seattle take? I don't even know if I looked at it. I didn't look at it to see who Seattle took. I didn't look. They just agreed to the deal. I'm like, I don't care who they take at that point. Like, fine. I'm I just made the deal. Curious. I took three and I turned it into five. Uh, if you want to say three and nine to swap, that's fine. I took three and nine. I swapped and got four presumably top 100 picks over the next two years. That's pretty good. And I got the guy that I've been targeting all along. If you were targeting him, if this organization Seemingly. was. Uh, I don't know Bills. why you would. Buffalo Bills is who they traded with. Uh, oh, and, well. The Chiefs. And what did the Bills do the very next year? Josh Allen. And went and got Josh Allen. Now, they didn't see Mahomes in action, but I think they saw – Sean in action. Well, they saw what Deshaun was doing in 2017, and at that point, the Bills were like, "Hey, we got to get a guy." Everything worked out for the Allen. Bills, so to speak, because they have Josh Allen, who just lost to uh-huh. Patrick Mahomes, what twice in the playoffs. So uh, I would say that Josh Allen ran out of time. Yeah, look, I'm not going to say Allen didn't measure up to Mahomes because right. he clearly did this year, right. and it wasn't really a, a Josh Allen loss, you could say. Maybe it was a win because they got the overtime rule changed for yeah. the postseason. So, so it's a good point. Good for him. So then I got uh, I got a little funky with thirteen also. Now this is a trade <laughs> that I have I've thought about all along, and I, and I think this one's even more probable. I traded thirteen to the L.A. Superchargers Ooh. and moved down four spots. <laughs> so thirteen to seventeen, I picked up number seventy nine. That's a third rounder. And I got a second next year. And I got, yeah, I got a second next year. So to move down four spots, I got a third this year and a second next year. Is that the value, though, to move from 13 to 17? You only get a two? No, I got a third this year and a two next year. Oh, okay. A three this year and a two next year. Okay. I think that's what I got. I might have got another second. So how many bazillion picks do you have in the second and third round this year and next year after all your trades? So after all these trades, I have two firsts because I just moved down to 17. I have one, two, two seconds. Mm -hmm. One, two, three, four thirds. (laughs) You're going to own that. That's this year. But in making these trades, listen to 2023. Two first rounders. 
Houston and Cleveland. Three second-rounders, Houston, Seattle, Chargers. Three third-rounders, Houston, Cleveland, and the Chargers. That's not bad. I That's mean- eight top 100 picks, <laughs> presumably, in 2023. After making 14 picks in 2022. <laughs> no, Nick, Nick is trading the rest of the draft this year for yeah. future years after he picks in the third round. What, four third rounders this year? Uh-huh. You want to kill us on Friday night? My gosh. Oh, and the numbers are 68, 72, 79, and 80. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. That, we'll be on, we'll be in an interview with the pick at seventy nine, and then eighty will come up. That, that is going to be fun Friday night stuff. <laughs> oh. if we have four third rounders. So the That'd reason awesome. the reason that I came up with this trade thirteen to seventeen, I feel like the Chargers are the proverbial one player away on defense. On defense, yeah, the big fella, Jordan Davis. Okay, like the Chargers and he's gonna going fall to up thirteen. He fell to 17, and I snatched him. Oh, that's right. He fell to us at 17. The Chargers passed on him. Wait, who would they pick at 13? I don't know. I have no <laughs> idea. I don't know who they picked. I just know they picked the guy at 13. I, I and just Jordan saw Davis mine. falls to 17. You know, and Jordan Davis falls to 17. Look, as crazy as this sounds to trade both picks, you still end up with two first-round draft choices in the teens, mm-hmm. right? No, you get 9 and 17. You got 9 and 17. So you get a top 10 and a top 17. Yep. So you still get one of your lottery picks, so to speak. I know that's not a used term in the NFL, but I kind of right. use it just to show the example of no, the contrast. And then you get the boatloads of seconds and thirds in this year and next. You pick know, 40, I added 41, 72, and 79 in this draft. I kind of feel Nick would like this because – I need to you know he, email him? Sure. Let him know. Uh, I'm sure he'll jump all <laughs> over it because – he would love to play around in that second and third round ah, with all those picks, I would bet. you know. And then, that's value, my friend. Yes, that's a lot of value, and you're going to get good players there. And the guys who just don't get picked in the first round, obviously, that happens every year, and you get some real gold there in the second round. Name some, name some of the best playmakers in the NFL right now. Debo Samuel, I know he's in the Mad 49ers. Second round. The King, Derrick Henry, second round. Dalvin Cook, second round. Alvin Kamara. Third round, yeah. You can find them. Yeah, you can find them in those. And you get rounds. multiple shots. Yes. You know, you're you're using a shotgun instead of a rifle here. You know, so you can clip a wing and get a player. So at 37, I ended up taking Jalen Petrie, the safety out of Baylor. I think he's a whale of a player. At 41, with one of those picks, oh, I so got. So then you mocked those picks. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I did. <laughs> Absolutely. And so at 41, speaking of running backs, Brees Hall was off the board. Kenneth Walker from Michigan State was still on the board. He's number 40 in the Harris 100. I took him at 41. Mm. Boom. Done. I just, I mean. You know what? You it, need a lot of young talent here. You do. Yes. I know people People here, he's not making 14 picks. Look, I did one yesterday where I made a bunch of trades and I ended up with 17 picks. That might be a little bit gluttonous. Yeah. It's a little bit. Because what I did on this one is once I made the first 17. rounders. Once I traded the first rounders, 3 and 13, I'm like, no, nah, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not offering any trades. That won't be Nick. Nick could move three and thirteen, and he can move every pick after that. He yeah. can move every pick after that. And he might. He did that with I think almost every pick in last year's draft. So I know he's not scared. I know he's not scared at all. But it's it's interesting to put it in practice. And of course, look, it's you know as as Landry says, it's EA Sports. But it's fun to kind of consider what could be, mm-hmm. what could what could happen with those picks. And look. People are like, oh, it's draft time. 
we were on the bus after that debacle in Buffalo last year. And I'm on the bus. I can't even. You're already doing mock drafts for 2022? I traded everybody. (laughs) I traded everybody. And I was like, okay, we can end up with three first rounders. And this year, we got multiple. I had. It was a long ride to the to the airport, and I was already working uh, the EA Sports angle. He but, might have done the same thing. You never know. Yeah, I mean, just to get kind of a feel for it. But, uh, yeah, the last pick, pick number 245 for the Texans, quarterback. Which one? E.J. Perry, Brown University. Oh, yeah, you want him so badly. I do. You know what? I do gonna, for multiple reasons. You are going to jump for joy. Oh, I'm going to see a reaction it. like it'll I've be, never seen. It'll be awesome because I think – He's he's way more than a quarterback. I caught up with Johnny at uh, Sam Houston, uh, his uncle, John Perry, who a lot of people remember as wide receivers coach here. And there are people calling him, teams calling him, hey, come for a visit, this, that. I mean, he had such a good East-West Shrine game, but a lot of the teams are, are telling them, hey, his Boston College stuff, he, he played a game against Clemson, the national championship team in 18, and he held his own. Like, he battled. In that game, things were not going right, and he kind of kept Boston College around. So, getting him in the seventh round, two forty-five would be that would be fantastic. I would I would be well, thrilled because he can also. He, I'm not going to sit here and tell you he's going to be Jeff Driscoll and play a number of different positions, but EJ Perry's incredibly talented and can do a lot of different things with the ball in his hand. Well. You know what? I think you got to draft a quarterback late. Yes. A project, so yes. to speak. Somebody who could possibly turn into something, insurance or otherwise. Yes, so absolutely. I'm down with that. Be down with that. All right, Mark, appreciate it. Coming up next, let's go in the lab with my pal Drew Doherty right here on Texans All Access. All Access. All Access. All Access. Welcome back, everybody, to a Wednesday edition of Texans All Access. I'm your host, football analyst, sideline reporter, John Harris. I'm also one half of the In the Lab podcast with my man, Drew Doherty. We kicked around some true-false draft topics. Take a listen. I have. I've been telling you since um, since basically like November mm-hmm. that I've got a, an NFL draft crush on Marcus Jones just up the street. Yeah, yeah cornerback he's listed as a corner he's one of the greatest return men in the history of college football Mm -hmm. he ended my alma mater's perfect season (laughs) smu was rolling yeah Uh, hadn't lost a game it was late in the season kicked off to him late in the game and he busted up a tie with a touchdown he's excellent i'm really big on him i like him i still don't know why your alma mater kicked to him the ball's in the air and i'm like i kind of think it was i kind of think it was a miss hit i don't think they were trying to I think they were trying to kick it out of he bounds. He made him just, pay for it. They just didn't kick it right. Uh another guy who's really high up on that list now for me as far as being a draft crush is one of those combine freaks, man. He did all the numbers, did all of it. But he's no Mike Mamula or uh that guy Don, is it Dante Mock from Nevada a few years ago? That oh was really yeah. Good. Yeah. He's not good one. just good a one. combine spectacular he did. He was spectacular there. Yeah. He backed it up just as much on the field with his tape. He was a Bednarik Award winner, an Outland Trophy Award winner. Oh. Talking about in the middle. He was part of the di- – Oh, you're talking big. Talking about the, the national champions, Georgia, interior defensive lineman Jordan Davis. I'm a huge fan of this guy. Yeah. So when I see his name, it's like there's a big siren. <laughs> Going off. And lights just yeah. flashing. Yeah. I do these mock drafts like a dork like you. Yeah. And we trade them pretty much, you know, 
three, four times a week, and every time we send it, we say, the Texans got better <laughs> because, and then yes. we see what happened. We have done that. So I'm looking at one I did yesterday, and I don't think this ever happens. Right. I, he slipped to 37th, and you know, I snapped him up. I probably would have. I don't know what I was thinking. I probably should have taken him at 13. But let's say this. True or false, Jordan Davis is a top 10 pick. Oh, Oh man! Now in my you thought I was going one way, but I zipped. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, because you had you got him at thirty-seven. Yeah, no top, chance. So top ten is really on the border. When I did my mock for HoustonTexas.com, the one I actually wrote up and mm-hmm. did myself, when I did every single team, I had Davis going at number ten to the Jets. Okay. I don't know if the Jets the right spot exactly, but I kind of thought the way he would fit with Quentin Williams in between John Franklin Myers. I thought that would be a really good fit. And Robert Sala, coming from the 49ers, they drafted nothing but defensive line dudes. Mm -hmm. You had Joe Douglas, who came from the Ravens. They've been around defensive line dudes. And I could see them looking at Jordan Davis going, you know, all these receivers, no, no, no. We're going to win up front. Yeah. They drafted Elijah Vera Tucker last year. It was Mackay back then the year before that. I think that was Joe Douglas' first draft. They go into trenches. And so the 10 10 made sense. But if it didn't, I couldn't find a spot for Jordan Davis in that top 10 that that made the right sense. So I think it's false. He okay. will not be in the top 10. Now, if you move that to 15 to 17, mm-hmm. I think I would say true. I think his landing spot is somewhere between 10 to 17, not number 37, where you got him. Now, if he's sitting there at 37 and I'm Nick Casario, the first thing I'm doing is I'm grabbing my area scout, my national scouts, and I'm draft, draft, grabbing James Lipford. And I, well, this is actually going to happen on Thursday night. I walk into a room and go, why in the holy you know what is Jordan Davis still on the board? What's going on? There's something happening. Something's gone on that we didn't find. We had a first round grade on him and a, and a pretty high one, but we went a different direction. Why is he still on the board? What is it? Dude digging. Is there something off the field that we missed or that? Everybody missed. What's going on? I just can't see him getting to 37. I think once you get in that that 10 to 17 range, and I use 17 because that's where the Chargers are. Yeah, and I feel like the Chargers are the Chargers are one. I think the Chargers are close to being one player away. Is it a 345-pound defensive interior stud in between Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa? Well, yeah, when you say it like that, it sounds like it could be. I would love to have Jordan Davis here. And I did, like you, I did one where I worked in trades. So instead of at 3-13, and 13, mm-hmm. I ended up at 9-17. and 17. And I traded with the Chargers. I know. Thinking I, they go up to 13 and get Jordan Davis. They didn't. So when I was sitting at 17, guess who was still there? That's Jordan why these, Davis. That's why these things are fun because banana yeah, stuff like that exactly. happens. And it's always uh, fun to talk about. That would ever 10, I think, is too high. 15 is, boy, it's close. I did it. I did one the other day where Hutchinson, Aiden Hutchinson, fell into the Texans. So I Took him, and then I took Step this guy, Jordan Davis, at 13, supercharged the defensive line. Yeah. Okay, another true-false. By the time this trade weekend finishes, the Texans will have five first-rounders combined in 2023 and 24. Now, listen, hmm. you go into this draft with 11 overall picks. This year. This year. Two okay. of them are ones. Yep. Next year, you have a dozen picks. Two ones. Two of them are ones. Year after, you've got two ones. You know, you've got yours each of the next three years. You've got Cleveland's each of the next three years. 
But what I'm saying is you add to that first-round haul for the two years next. So 2023-2024. There will be five combined. True or false? So essentially one added first-rounder. add a first-rounder through trade. 2023-2024. Yeah. Now, before I answer this, Mark and I talked about this in All Access Mm -hmm. on, on Wednesday night. Because one of the deals that I – both deals that I made, I went from 3 to 9, and then I went 13 to 17. And that's why we're – that's why I'm spicing this in. That's why this is like – this is buttressing. Right. I like to use the word buttress. I don't it's like to use word. the word buttress as much as our producer, right. Jared Huffy, likes to use the word buttress. Right. He loves that word. It. I think it's originally those those things on the sides of cathedrals to yes. kind of keep the cathedrals from falling over. But Correct. buttress in this sense is like adding to it, supporting that that argument. Along those lines, I do think there will be additional 2023-2024 picks of a top 50, top 75 nature. But? I don't know that there are going to be first-rounders given up to move into this draft. Okay. So, But I do think teams will move or want to move and not have enough in this draft hall to be able to say, hey, we'll give you a second, a third, a fifth to move up that's not enough. We're going to need something next year. And I think teams are going to be hesitant to move up that don't have a quarterback right now because 2023 is going to be loaded with quarterbacks. They want to have that first-round pick just in case in 2023. Mm-hmm. So I think they're going to be hesitant to give it up. But they may give up second- and third-rounders. In fact, the two deals that I made, and, of course, it's just, you know, as our friend Landry Locker uh, and Figgy Fig like to say, EA Sports. It is. But it's fun to talk about. I was able to work the deal from three to nine with Seattle and to swap those picks. I got a second and third this year mm-hmm. and I got Seattle second and third next year to go from 13 to 17. I got LA chargers third this year and a second next year. So in 2023, I've got two firsts, three seconds and three thirds. I've drafted eight times, presumably in the top 50 or in the top, uh, I'm sorry, the top 100 with those particular picks. So I think it's false. I don't think they'll get a first-rounder. To do that, I think they would lose that opportunity. So if somebody says, hey, we'll trade you this, this, and next year's first-rounder for your pick number 13. Mm-hmm. I don't know that they want to lose that opportunity to draft a player in this particular draft. They want to have the two picks, I think, in the first round. Now, it might come through where a team is like, look, we'll give you a second, a third, a fourth, a first next year. And a fourth next year, it might be too good. Ted DiBiase said, everybody has a price. At that point, you look at it and go, We can never have too many Ted DiBiase, yeah. the million-dollar million dollar man, man. Uh, references on this podcast. Everyone's got a price. I'm going to stop again and say one of the most memorable wrestling matches I've ever seen was late 80s. It was Saturday night's main event, I believe. Mm-hmm. DiBiase and I think Zeus. Zeus, yeah. They paid off the refs. And oh, you saw the, the money coming out yeah. of the ref's pocket. Yeah. And the Hulkster lost a, a match. Okay. Did you cry? No, 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 no. But I, I was outraged. Yeah, it, you have to be. I was outraged. You have to be. When Ted DiBiase is pulling money out of a briefcase and giving it to a ref, it throws off the integrity of the match. Like, yeah. you, can't, you can't do that. Point being, everything's got its price. Everything's got a price. So if, if you're going to tell me that, okay, we're going to trade 13 for a first next year and that's it, Wait a second. What do I, what do I get? I, I just Your push my answer. first rounder to next year. And there's value in that. There's value in that because of the number of quarterbacks that could be there. Now, it doesn't, doesn't tell you the Texans are taking a quarterback. 
But it just means you have a lot of ammunition. You have a lot of first-round spots where teams that might need a quarterback are going, hey, Texans are sitting there. We can go up there, trade with them. I, my gut tells me after five picks last year, making his trade with Deshaun to get multiple first-round picks in the future, they'd want to maintain those picks. So yeah. moving down, yes. Trading out, I don't think. And trading out what I think would be the way to get a first next year. So I don't think that will happen. My next, but second, third rounders, yes, I think that could happen. My next question is not going to be, true Paul, do you think the Texans are going to train the third overall pick? It's not going to be that one because okay. we talked about that ad nauseum since early, yeah, yeah, yeah. mid-January. Gotcha. But with that in mind, it's not a true or false question. Okay. It's a which of these three. I think no matter what, I do think the Texans could trade. I, I think they could stay where they are. But I do think no matter what, trade or not, they're going to have two first rounds, two first round picks at the end of the first round. Yes. So, meaning they'll have taken two players when the Correct. first round concludes. Ag- agreed. Now, I've got uh, twins. My wife and I, Vita, have had mm-hmm. had five children. Our first two were twins. Uh, the f- yeah, boy and a girl. But yes. we didn't find out their gender beforehand. There was no gender reveal. There was no uh, exploding softballs <laughs> of pink and blue dust or anything like that. Yeah. There was no um, – so I guess if Bank Ra- if there was a couple like Bonnie and Clyde did, did gender reveals <laughs> – They'd have exploding dye packs, you right. know, with uh, right. blue and red. Yes. Or blue and pink. Anyways, poor uh, poor comparison. Let's you didn't see. set off wildfires in some area because of some no, 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 no. nonsense you did. Well, we did, I almost though. almost said a bad word. We went into, we went into the, the, the birth with three posters mm-hmm. with a set of boy and girl name, a set of girl, girl names, a set of boy, boy names. So we had three right. posters, and we wrapped them in paper and then I took them out and I unwrapped the, the paper when we found out it was a boy and girl. So are the Texans going to emerge from the first round with an offensive player and a defensive Ooh, player? Okay. Or two defensive players or two offensive players? And I know that's all dependent on talent available at that spot, but what would you think is most likely to happen? Two defense, two offense, or one of each? I think the last, the least to happen, least likely to happen is offense, offense. Got it. I think the the big majority of the, 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 the reason I think that way is this feels like a very defensive heavy draft mm-hmm. at key positions, at the edge, at corner. There are two stud corners, but beyond those corners of Stingley and Sauce, you've got uh, McDuffie, Trent McDuffie from Washington. You've got, you got Andrew Booth from yeah. Clemson. Even you go on to the second third round, you talk about Marcus Jones, play corner, probably could play the nickels. I am a column from out of Sam Houston. Yeah. I'd love to get him uh, with pick 80 or – you know, right there, 107, 108, top of the fourth round. I just feel like this draft tends to be defensive. Next year's draft is going to be completely offense because you've got all those quarterbacks that are coming in. I'm not going to sit here and tell you the offensive players aren't good, like Neil Aquanu, Charles Cross. You know, tackle position is very, very good. Beyond that, quarterback is not. Running back, you're more than likely not going to see one in the first round. Tight end, you're more than likely not going to see one in the first round. And wide receivers are all very good, but there's no Jamar Chase. So I got a feeling that the wide receivers could be sitting there kind of twiddling thumbs because teams are like, no, 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 no. We'll get to you guys later. Yeah. Somebody will then break the bank in the 16 to 20 range and go, okay, we're going to take Olave. We're going to take Jameson Williams. But it's going to push those guys down. I think teams are going to go snap up that defensive talent this year, go get an edge player. I think it's offense, offense last. I think I'll go defense, 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 offense, offense, offense. In that order, I think. Two defensive players to add. Lovey Smith comes in as a defensive head coach. 
Nick Casario working together with Lovey. Hey, let's go get some defensive studs and uh, start getting that that side of the ball rounding into shape the way we want. We got Laramie Tunsil to come back. We extended Brandon Cooks. Justin Britt came back on offense. You got Davis Mills. Are there still pieces needed? Sure. Absolutely. But where the pieces are, we all agree. Texas need running back, right? Sure. Well, you're not going to take a running back at first. But year. there's a zillion More of them, like. it seems like, right. starting in the second, going all the way through right. the seventh. You know? Right, I mean, there's exactly. There's a ton of them. And for that reason, I think it pushes all – I think it pushes – I would say every one of them out, but I could see a team at the bottom of the first round, one of those playoff teams going, you know what, we're running back away. Man, the Buffalo Bills are like, you know what, Brees Hall, come on, man, let's go. We got all we got all the now that's twenty four, twenty five. Mm-hmm. But I can see a team doing that. Okay. However, there's gonna be no more than one going in the first round. Texas need running back. They can get one in the second round, third round, fourth round. So okay. So at that point, I think it's defense, defense, offense, offense will be at the end. Certainly is gonna be fun to watch in just a couple of weeks. All right, we'll go around the NFL and finish up next right here on Texas All Access. we got one final segment of this Wednesday edition of Texans All Access. I'm your host, John Harris, football analyst, sideline reporter for the Texans, and glad to be with you. A little bit of Texans news here. Steven Nelson, cornerback. It has been reported. Now, it's not been reported by the team officially. So according to sources, Steven Nelson and the Texans have agreed to terms, and Steven Nelson will become a Texan and add to that cornerback group of Lonnie Johnson, Desmond King, and many, many others. Steven Nelson, now a Texan. This last item, I love to kind of say the best for last, if you will, here. Today over at Texas Southern, the Texans and Texas Southern shook hands and agreed on a partnership between the two organizations, the Texans and Texas Southern. The Texans are donating the official turf field that was in the bubble. Now, if you've been over to NRG lately, you realize the bubble's not there. And so that turf field that was down, Texans are picking up, sending it over to TSU. That's theirs. They're also establishing scholarships for female student-athletes on campus and supporting facilities to aid in recruiting. Hannah and Cal McNair were both over there. Lovey Smith was over there. President Greg Grissom. A great ceremony over at TSU I love the fact that we're doing this. I love the the Texans care aspect of our organization, that it's more than just, hey, let's go win football games, but it's really helping in the community. That's one of the things I, I, I remember my wife and I having this conversation. She said this to me about two, three years in. She's like, man, you guys do a lot in the community. And it was something that Outside the building, I didn't really know a lot of, but when I got in the building, I could see it and saw it firsthand. It's very, very cool. So great partnership between TSU and the Texans, and that was announced today. It's a great show. Thanks to Mark. Thanks to Drew. To my man, Chris Santiago. To all you for listening. We'll see you tomorrow, and as always, go Texans.